0: welcome back to marvel news desk your best place to keep up with all the latest news reviews and speculation concerning marvel films tv shows uh we've got adam and rihanna here on this early march day um two two weeks in a row for podcasting is I, i'm excited so how are it's you a doing? new
1: record for us man we've never done two weeks in a row before
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man in a pandemic, pandemic world
1: yeah yeah in a pandemic yeah that might be accurate
0: no we did the summer no, of 2020 did. i don't know if you remember that time travel season of agents of shield
1: Oh and there was no, nothing
0: I... happening anywhere like they hadn't even brought sports back we like we we did every week of that show because we were bored out of
1: it oh man that that was also a show that, that that was a television show man
2: i remember it fondly actually
1: Do you really
2: like? I, I, a friend of mine is watching Shield for the first time with her daughter, and they are loving the crap out of it. And they have just gotten to like all of the Deke stuff. Mm. And I'm just remembering, like, like I remember all the Deke stuff very fondly. like, Like, that was fun. I mean, maybe not high quality TV, but fun.
1: Yeah, Deke was awesome. Deke was probably the best part of... What was it, the last three seasons? Two seasons?
2: Well, and Sousa, like,
1: Oh, true. There
2: was good stuff. There was good stuff.
0: I, that last season is insanely... Because we rewatched it with our oldest kiddo, I don't know, a year ago. It's so... Like... It's so peaks and valleys. Like, there are mm-hmm. certain episodes of that last season that I love... And then there's some where I'm like, oh, my gosh, this was 35 minutes of like just doggy paddle, you know, like treading water. Get, just get us to the next episode. It was it was pretty, pretty back and forth. All right. Um, let's jump into I don't know. Let's start with uh, there's a couple of newsy things. Um, I think the first one we can uh, just the big casting, apparently uh, Steven Yun has joined thunderbolts he's very well liked i think for people that like walking dead i never watched walking dead i don't know i watched walking
2: dead i watched walking dead until they killed him off so
0: that's how
1: much you like him is once he was
2: gone you
0: were spoiler
1: no there it's a yeah it's a night that's like the uh i might piss caleb off i say this is that's like the birth of christ no, A B C and <laughs> eighty. You <laughs> you have Walking Dead before that moment, and then you have Walking Dead after that moment. And it's yeah. like a night day difference.
2: Like there were people cosplaying his death six months before it even aired. Yeah. Like yeah. it Yeah. And it's and like Luke we'll... Cage
0: before and after Cotton or uh not Cotton. <laughs> yeah,
1: Cotton Mouse. Yeah, yeah. Cotton Mouse. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's it's astute, astute analysis. No, it's it was a good show, oh, and then that's the moment I dropped off too. And I guess it got better in like the last last two seasons, but I wouldn't I'll know. never know.
2: Yeah. I'll never know. I've got a new zombie show to watch, so yeah. And that yeah, yeah. So there's some rumors.
0: Make- oh, sorry.
2: Oh no, you go on, Caleb.
0: Stay on topic. <laughs> there's some rumors that he might be century, which. Is fascinating just in that century is usually a really big guy. Um, I don't think it's a problem that you know there's a race change here. It's interesting because I think the idea of like the big blonde blue eyed, you know, like white dude, I think there was some sort of commentary in that in the comics that like here is this like Captain America looking dude who's totally messed up. So I think it's kind of interesting not to do that piece, but I don't think it's a problem. You guys, I mean, are you excited to see him in the MCU? Are you hoping that it is Century? Do you have any thoughts about Century coming into the MCU?
1: I'm still not sold on it's Century. I think it might be um, Hyperion, but we'll see. The Whisper Network um, insists it's Century, which is super weird because they insisted it was Hyperion beforehand. So, I don't know. Well, and for yeah. people who
0: listen to our show that don't know comics super well, I mean, they're both, like, basically super... They're, cool. like,
1: the same character.
0: Yeah. I uh, think difference being uh, century is a lot more... He, he's, he's got, like, some mental health D. stuff, yeah. and, like, yeah. you know, like... I, I don't know if he's technically DID, D., but he certainly, like, yeah. goes from, like... His, some, I mean, his, know, his arch
1: nemesis is himself, really. Yeah. Um, he has, like, his deepest darkest thoughts manifest as this big spooky cloud and um i think donny Cates tried turning it into like a symbiote at some some point or i don't know i as he were reading yeah right, right um but yeah and then i hyperion's just very much a generic generic superman type built by the government or at least controlled by the government.
0: I mean, to be fair to Marvel, when they did the Suicide Squad, and they're like, hey, it's a bunch of normal villains that could fight Superman. And then you're like, no, these guys would get killed by Superman. Seems like Marvel's actually going to let their Suicide Squad fight Superman. Like, I don't know. I, I think some credit deserved there. That's somewhat interesting, I think.
1: Sure. I don't think we know the whole Thunderbolts roster yet either, so I wonder if maybe he is a sentry and he's actually on the team instead of the villain. Hopefully something surprising happens, man, because I'm not totally hyped about Black Widow 2 yet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Rhiannon, do you have any other thoughts on Thunderbolts? Like, is this something that's interesting to you
2: or still too far off or what? Yeah, I I'm, I'm still really excited about Thunderbolts because a lot of I mean one I liked Black Widow one. So um like I, I like a lot of the cast. I like a lot of stuff in there. Adding Steven Yeun to it makes it even more exciting for me. Um this is one where I don't really care what the villain is. Like it could ju- just be these people going on a road trip with no specified real purpose and bickering with each other the whole time and I'd probably be okay with it. Um, so I'm excited about Thunderbolts for now. How far away is Thunderbolts? Is that this year?
0: No, next next July. Oh,
2: Oh, sad trombone. But I, I think
0: as we get closer to it, increasingly, I feel like Marvel movies, mileage varies based on expectations. Like I feel like the expectation train leaves the station for too many people in a way that makes them not enjoy them. Rhiannon, I think you are thinking about this completely the right way. Like if you come into Thunderbolts wanting good chemistry of a fun cast, you know, joking around and going on an adventure together, I think that will be there. If it's whether or not it's comic Thunderbolts or whether or not your favorite Thunderbolt character is going to show up or if it's epic action or if it's going to change the universe, I think then you probably will be
2: disappointed. Man, yeah, I yeah. I mean, I feel like those people have to be thoroughly disappointed at this point. Anyways, like I don't know. I All you can do is hope that it's a good movie. Um, speaking of good movies, so
0: Wakanda Forever hit streaming and the Nielsen ratings come out came out. And these have not been around long. I think it's just been a year and a half, two years that Nielsen's been doing streaming ratings. But Wakanda Forever was the third most watched movie in the history of streaming for Nielsen for Disney+. Plus. Gave them a rare win um, on their rankings. Usually Netflix has the top movie. It beat out every other show. So, like, it was amazing that, you know, one two-hour movie beat out all four. 398 episodes of ncis or whatever like um i don't know it was a big number it was kind of surprising only two things that have ever done better were uh i think the first week of glass onion and hocus pocus 2 so um big result for disney it's interesting i think to me just in that It shows that Disney is getting bang for their buck. I mean, their subscribers are clearly watching. I mean, Eternals even gave them a little blip. Like, when these movies come out on streaming, people seem to be excited to be able to watch them. And it also suggests that maybe there are people who are waiting three months and not going to the theater and watching them on streaming, right?
2: Yeah, I feel like... Disney's going to look at this and be like, our streaming window is too fast or something. I don't know unless they, yeah, you know, unless it keeps their subscribers or increases their subscribers. Like, cause I feel like everyday people are like, I can get my bang for the buck with my Disney plus membership and not take my whole family to the movies. You know, if we just have to wait three months and it's going to be there, I can save a lot of money by just waiting for it to be on Disney plus. So I wonder how the, the, mathematics is actually working out for him
1: i think the biggest news out of that is just how insane hocus pocus two did you know <laughs> yeah. how is disney
2: how is yeah. disney not
1: rushing the hocus pocus three and just do do a trilogy you know yeah. that that just blows my mind i saw that i'm like jesus They uh, if i was disney plus you know that'd be Greenland yesterday I think See, I told and you guys... I went
2: the exact opposite direction Adam and I was like so it's like being compared to Hocus Pocus 2 and Glass Onion like how good is this data at this point <laughs>
1: like... Right
0: You know the window thing is interesting Rihanna I-, I think they're balancing it well I mean they they gave it 3 months I think in the theater right came out early November didn't come out till early February I I think the reality of streaming is it's here and there are people who are going to skip the movie to wait for it on streaming. It does seem to me to put more pressure on them. We, we talked about how like with Dr. Strange and with some other of these movies, there's all this pressure to like put a big twist in it that nobody sees coming that like changes the MCU forever. I think that's more there with streaming now because, you know, like if something had happened in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania that everyone came out going, well, there's a twist that you'll never see coming. It'll change the universe. People are like, oh, I need to go to the theaters. But when people go, well, it's a pretty average plot. It's like, oh, okay. I can wait for it on streaming. Like, I think that thing also gets juiced up um, when people are deciding if they're going to watch it in cinemas or if they're going to wait till it's at home.
1: Right. No, know there is A-Man 3 streaming on Disney Plus by the end of the month.
2: <laughs> is it really?
1: No, maybe yeah, I don't know. At this rate, yeah. It's well, it dropped a third this weekend, right?
2: Yeah, it, it died to cocaine bear pretty quickly.
1: Long live cocaine bear. And <laughs> it's in its defense, Creed 3 also came out this weekend, I think, too, and that had some pretty good hype.
0: Yeah. Is it gonna is cocaine bear second, or was there some
2: other thing that's second? I don't
1: know. Cocaine I heard Bear last weekend be first.
2: Yeah, I heard last weekend that Cocaine Bear beat Ant Man. That's not true. Oh no,
1: yeah, it uh, close. I think it was like five million away from. Yeah.
0: Oh. Yeah, but Cocaine okay. Bear was second no. last last weekend,
1: and okay. also put up much much more money than it probably should have.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. Uh, it just proves you the value of putting a weird title in something. So it's yeah. not. That's the thing. It, it's the ninety-minute movie is a lost art form, man. You go into Cocaine Bear, you watch it, you leave. You know, <laughs> have
2: you seen it, Adam?
1: Yes. <laughs> it, uh, it's yeah, it's an instant classic.
2: Okay. So,
0: according to Deadline, Creed will be number one this weekend. Ant-Man and the Lost Quantum Mania will be number two. Cocaine Bear and Demon Slayer will both be close to Ant-Man and close to each other, but third and fourth. I mean, this was the other thing I was going to talk about a little bit. I mean, what do you guys take? I know that I probably watch the box office more obsessively than either of you do, but like, I don't know. Do you, does it mean anything to you what these movies make anymore? Like, do you think it really matters or is it a whole lot of just fuss about nothing?
2: Um, I think it matters from the sense that it's going to matter to Disney no matter what. So I, you know, it. I don't think we're at a place where they're going to make more of something because it does well on Disney plus the first weekend. They want that box office money. So I think the box office numbers matter because they're going to point towards what we're going to see more of in the future. If that makes sense. Yeah.
1: So, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure in the, you know, in the world of streaming, box office matters as much as it did, you know. It's just so bizarre because at least with the box office, we had some, some transparency. And with, with streaming, I mean, they control their numbers. If they say a movie does good, we have to trust that they're not lying to us. You know, Netflix announces something breaks a record each weekend. I don't know, man. But then even streaming's changing, you know? Even Netflix realized, oh, man, we should probably stop losing money. And now they cancel everything, you know? So I don't know. I, I still don't think box office means as much just because they could push stuff to streaming or make stuff up on the back end with streaming or something. But I don't know. Yeah. See, and that's the that's the other argument. We're talking... There's always these, I don't want to call them hit pieces, think pieces about how the mid-budget blockbusters dying and how comedy you can't, um, you know, there's no comedic movies being released and all that stuff. And then something like Cocaine Bear comes out and does much better than anyone thought it would, you know. So is Cocaine Bear now um, the white whale or was it, you know, the exception or are, is the box office not dying as much as everyone was thinking, you know?
0: Yeah. I I think one of the things that gets lost in this, there's always the issue of how much money do you risk for profit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a concern. But like, you know, looking at Ant-Man and the Wasp, I, I think it might make $50 million of profit, right? And it costs $200 million to make. Now, 25% return on a movie is not great compared to some other movies they've had. But also, you can't get 25% a year in the stock market, you know, like right. and so like when Disney looks at it, it's like, I mean, is Disney gonna say, Well, it only made fifty million, so let's just give up on that 50 million. Like, it still made <laughs> 50 million bucks, and that's just a right. number I'm throwing out there. I don't think it's a far off number. And on top of it, there's going to be all the licensing, all the t-shirts, all the toys, all the theme park Mm -hmm. integrations, all the Disney Plus viewership they'll get when they put it on streaming. The idea that Disney is going to look at this and go, oh, yeah, let's not make that 50 million bucks and not sell all those toys and not put stuff into our theme parks. Like, I just think that's a little silly. Like the idea that something has to make. A billion dollars or it's not worth it i just don't think business businesses can operate that way and i think it's just been underappreciated uh, there was a comments and i think deadline from disney saying "Yeah, we make different kind of movies and we knew that this one would make less and that's okay with us i looked back at the history this shouldn't surprise us really at all so go back to twenty eighteen. Black Panther came out, made $1.3 billion. Infinity War came out, made $2 billion. Ant-Man and the Wasp came out, made $650 million. Then after it, Captain Marvel made $1.1 billion. Endgame made $2.5 billion. And Spider-Man Far From Home made $1.1 billion. So Ant-Man, like this Ant-Man franchise is known for underproducing last time one came out it made half of a black panther and guess what this time it's making half of a black panther like i think this movie is performing almost exactly how you'd expect it compared to other marvel movies and compared to other movies in general now the problem is the box office overall is down and they're spending 200 million dollars to make this instead of 130 million dollars to make this like i think the thing that is real big on all this is budget 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 they're spending too much Ant, uh thor love and thunder i think bloomed out to like 250 or something stupid like they are paying too much to make these but when you look at it i think ant-man the wasp will probably end up making 75 80 percent quantum mania will make 75 to 80 percent of what ant-man the wasp made but that's because the box office is only 75 or 80 percent of what it was in 2018 you know like I think when you put it in those spectrum, those perspectives, it's not as disastrous as people think. It's certainly not as good as Disney would have hoped, but I don't know. I think it is just way too easy to compare the numbers without any context, if that makes sense.
1: Sure. I'll agree that the box office is not as disastrous as the movie itself. How about that? (laughs) 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 I'll agree with you on that one. Um,
0: before we get into the movie itself, do you guys have any other little news things? I feel like there's too much that we haven't talked about.
1: Yeah, this. Is, listen, jerk. If you're listening into this podcast, why the hell, this a-hole cut us off at the movie theater. We're <laughs> sitting in line at the concessions and he walks around us. And looks back and says, are you guys decided yet? We're like, yeah, we're just waiting in line, waiting for the people ahead of us to get done. So he's like, you know what you want? I said, yeah. He's like, all right, I'll go after you then. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you will. Because <laughs> we're here and we're going next. So he was
0: he was yeah. treating the lo- the concession line like he's golfing and he wanted to, like, play through?
1: Apparently, yeah. He walked around us, turned around, and asked us if we had decided what we were doing. And like we were we were maybe semi-socially distanced. We weren't like like butted up to the people that were checking out in front of us. But you know, like our like the concession line it has like this hallway type thing because they have the uh the coolers with like bottled stuff in it and then they have like candy hanging off the racks and stuff. So, like, it was very clear we were second in line. And he, like, oh, let me squeeze on right by you. And, like, shimmy shuffles around us to stand in front of us. It's so, like, we're running late for the movie. I'm, like, we are, too. <laughs> like, we just want the popcorn. Let us let us get some popcorn. But... And then he had the audacity to roll his eyes and let us go. Yeah.
2: Did, so, you yeah. Bless, did you bless his heart?
1: No, I should have. I'm such a pushover when it comes to social interactions. You guys know me. I won't even honk at people.
2: Well, that's where oh. Bless Your Heart is so useful.
1: I didn't want to ruin his day.
2: Bless your heart.
1: <laughs> that's a, That's got to be a Southern thing, right? That's got to be. That is,
2: that is absolutely a Southern thing. Your,
1: uh, by the way, have you been keeping up? This is from your neck of the woods, right? The Murdoch stuff.
2: I, no, I haven't really been keeping up with it. but It's, it's made for North TV. North Carolina i'm Uh, from north carolina okay and there's different
1: it's like north and south dakota yeah is there huh there's a
0: difference there's a difference because north carolina is like edge of the south but a lot of universities a little bit of that east coast liberalism at least in pockets whereas south carolina is just we fly the confederate flag and we don't care
2: Hmm. Yeah. yeah North Carolina is just stuck between South Carolina we, and Virginia. We just lost any South that Carolina
0: viewers uh, listeners. That <laughs> <really
2: bad. laughs> no, I mean, there's gorgeous parts of South Carolina. I, I have nothing against South Carolina, but North Carolina is very different. Um, uh, no, but bless your heart is a wonderful thing because like, it's more like once you embrace that mindset, it's like, you're really saying something else, but all, you know, it's just like, bless your heart, man. Like, whatever, like, mm-hmm. You clearly can't tell what a line is or that other people have needs or whatever. And, you know, maybe you got a lot of stuff going on. Just blush your heart. It's like the most passive, aggressive thing.
1: Now I have to get myself in a situation where I can use it.
0: So Adam, my concession story recently, we're at at a theater and the the kids behind the desk were just Mm -hmm. all way more interested in talking to each other than doing their jobs. So like, I kid you not, they were talking to each other while I'm trying to order. And it was just like blatant. She's like, yeah, what do you want? Hey, Billy, did you get that text yet? You know, just like oh not paying God. any attention to me. So I'm talking <laughs> as she's speaking and I would like pause and she would like turn to me for a second and I'd start to talk and she immediately then turn and start oh, talking no. to her. Oh, So they're, they're ringing it up and, you know, we got some popcorn and candy and soda because we had the kids with us and we're about to leave and my sister was with us. And she was like, I don't think they rang up the whatever. And I was like, shut up. And she's like, well, that's, we should pay for it if they gave it to us. Like, if they're going to be that rude and they're not paying any attention, they give me free candy. I deserve it. I'm sorry. You know, like <laughs> that's what I get for having to deal with that crap customer service.
1: And you noticed your bill is only $50 instead of what? 175 with the Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> The nice thing
0: about our theater is they have reward points and the reward points okay. are just as make-believe as the prices. So like they ring everything up and they're like, Oh, but you got $20 of rewards. And I'm like, Oh, great. So I, I don't know, it costs $50 for all this food, but then you pulled 20 of it off arbitrarily. It is in such la-la land now that I don't even know if I should be offended by the price or not.
1: Yeah. Um, I recommend Mo's rewards programs. I know your Mo's closed. But if anyone out there is listening is by Mo's, this is not a paid advertisement. I wish it was. I would spend it right back at Mo's. Um, but every other time we go, we get a free burrito. Yeah. Like their rewards points are just out of this world. Yeah. So go twice and you get a free burrito.
0: Yeah, it's a good deal. All right, let's talk Ant Man the Was Mania. now that we have dealt with the uh the the concession line sins that we have all been subjected to. Adam, nobody's gotten to hear what you think of it yet. What'd you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania?
1: Uh, I don't know how to explain it. So I think we should just wrap up right now. I just don't know. how. To... Like I tried explaining it to Kels too. I, it just felt empty, I guess. I don't, I didn't have like the only reactions I had. To the movie, were oh man, Modoc's kind of funny. Oh damn, Modoc's really funny. Oh man, look at Modoc's butt, that's hilarious. But then they killed Modoc, and I don't know, man. It so it kind of, of felt like an episode we- of Rick and Morty, yeah. No, it, totally, yeah. It, um, out of everything we've gotten in the MCU, this was like the MCU filler episode, you know, this felt like a clip episode to me, and I don't know why. Um, I do wonder why their budget was so big when they only had one song on their soundtrack. You know, outside of the score, I think like the only song that was played was what the Welcome Back Cotter theme song, right?
2: What's like What's that, going yeah. on there?
1: Because I I was like, man, they don't have any like music, music in this. Or wait, well, how should I say that? Music, music's probably the score, right? And I got you though. No, uh,
0: there was no needle no, dropping.
1: Yeah um yeah that's why i hated it so much there weren't any needle drops they didn't play rock and roll part two and king didn't dance down the stairs to chronopolis (laughs) it looked gorgeous man i mean it looks it's i mean you could tell uh there were 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 scenes that were reshot and they didn't have the time for the visual effects um and and they came across very spy kidsy and other shots looked Amazing and uh, like I told Caleb earlier that I mean I wish this is what like a Doctor Strange movie would look like, um, but like plot wise it was it was such a small plot that was so easily resolved they just had to stretch it to two hours any way possible, and yeah I mean we got it, it was a typical Marvel movie right we got another Korg and Meek. And we got uh, more not dick jokes but whole jokes, and we got Modok and we got Kang. Kang was great, and then they killed Kang, and then we got a million more kings. So now we're gonna see Kang die in every single thing until the King Dynasty, and then we'll probably see a couple more kings die then, and then one of the kings is gonna be like, Man, maybe I should help the Avengers because there's another bad king, um, even worse king. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's it was alright. I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, I hate Thor, Love, and Thunder. Or A-Man and the Wasp. It was miles better than A-Man and the Wasp. Which isn't saying much, because A-Man and the Wasp was miles behind anything else in my MC rankings. Um, so,
0: yeah, we talked yeah. about this a little bit last week, Adam. I'd love your take on it. I mean, they need Kang to be the big bad of this like whole phase. Mm-hmm. Or this, this saga, excuse me. Um, Is it a mistake to have two kings and they're both killed in relatively easy ways in the first two times that we
1: see one? That's, like, the part of it I don't get. Like, I mean, so we get he who remains, and he's gone. We get, so, I mean, I took this to be, like, the king, right? Like, he was exiled from the rest of the group. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It just seems bizarre, you know? everyone kept saying how menacing he was and how uh, villainous he was and how scary it was. And I was just like, I, I didn't get any of that at all.
0: The, the end think. of the movie is supposed to be foreboding. I think though. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think that once Scott gets back, he's like, oh, I fixed everything. And he's like, or did I like, I think that was supposed to ring with us. Like, Oh, King's not really gone. Scott made things worse than he made him better. like, I think we were supposed to feel that, but
1: I don't think it worked for most people in the theater. No, it did. they should have stopped like right there. You know, why not cut it instead of like adding that last scene? It just didn't make any sense. It didn't add anything to the movie. I don't feel like. Well, um, yeah. I feel like instead of giving us
0: 30 seconds of Loki season two as an ad, if they would have just shown what happened to that Kang, assuming that the Kang the Conqueror in this is not actually dead and it was like no, he's still alive and he's still a problem, that would have been much better. Maybe even like letting him show up somewhere and kill somebody, like I don't know, do something that made the menace ring home at the end.
1: I I have this internal struggle on whether or not. I mean, for the life of me, I hope that they made this movie as a part of a grand plan right because everyone looks back and ever like the 10 rings and everyone's like oh man they've had 10 rings and things all along because it's all leading in to shang chi but when they made iron man and they you know introduced the 10 rings there they had no intentions of introducing you know the 10 rings and shang chi 12, 13 years after the fact, you know, and I was just getting that those vibes with this man. It's like man, it doesn't feel like this is a self-contained story. And I know most of us were were, were bitching all of phase four about how uh, we didn't know what direction it's going and all of that. But this just felt like a, a springboard into something else. You know, I mean, who's saying King's dead? It could be it could be waved off as easily as the, the power core expanding and the power core is what causes the first incursion or something, right? And Kang's in there and he managed to grab onto one of the pin particle discs that they threw in or something, right? And he saved himself with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt really empty for me. Nothing really felt earned. Uh, they just like... There were three locations within the quantum realm and they were just like plain tag between all three of them. I don't know. Yeah, Veb was great. For what it's worth, I thought Veb was hilarious. That's so here's the
0: weird thing. Did you generally have a fun enough time though? Like did you find it humorous and funny
1: and enjoyable? Uh yeah. man, you know, I have fun at whatever movie I go to. <laughs> we we spent twenty bucks on tickets. We spent another twenty thirty bucks on concessions, which was just a soda and a popcorn. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna have a good time if I spend forty bucks at the, the damn movie that I already read the plot to. You know, it's third weekend in theaters. You know, I, I had a good time, but I also had a good time at Venom. Let there be carnage. So what's that say? <laughs> you know, I also had a good time at Venom. I also had a good time at all these other things so uh yeah well Rian Rian
0: and i said last week this didn't actively insult our intelligence though the way thor love and thunder did so
1: yeah and that's the thing but you know what's worse at least thor love and thunder like united us all (laughs) you know (laughs) and gave us some common ground whereas ant-man's just i don't know you know it's just painfully average and that's that's probably good at this point, you know. I mean, it's not it's not the best, and it's not the worst, and and that's what most of these movies are going to be, you know. Rhiannon, do you have any more reflections for us? As-
2: you know, like in thinking on it, I didn't hate it. Like it was, it was a good movie. Like it's one, it's one that's like weirdly when it sat with me, I was like, yeah, I enjoyed that. Like I might watch it again when it pops up on Disney Plus, and yeah, like go back and see some of those moments and, and, and yeah, like didn't hate it. Um, and also i went to a broadway show this week and spoilers for it king showed up in the second act it was really i really did not expect that because like a girl at intermission was like spoiler she was like this guy goes to my gym and like he's in this like but he hasn't shown up yet spoilers and like this guy shows up and it was Kang. so you're saying jonathan majors was in the play or what I'm saying a guy that looks a lot like him, but with a bit more muscles, is in a Broadway musical that premiered recently, or is in previews currently that I told everybody that I saw. So, it was just... (laughs) Put put two and two together. But, like, if when it happens, you go, it's gang! Like, it it works. (laughs) Totally works.
1: Um. (laughs) Um... So wh- do you have different treat preferences between Broadway plays and movies?
2: Treat preferences? Treat, snack. Oh, you don't eat in Broadway shows. I mean, they might sell bags of M&Ms or something, but like they would be like even more expensive than a movie theaters. Um, if I consume anything in a movie theater, it's going to be an overpriced cup of disgusting wine. Like a couple weeks ago, my buddy and I went to a show and she was like, I'm going to get a cup of wine. And she sat down next to me and I was like, is that vinegar? Like mm. it smelled like vinegar. And she probably spent so much money. I have no idea. But um, I just, yeah. And at so, movie theaters, I eat popcorn.
0: Yeah, our theater does snacks, but they're uh, like our Broadway theater place. Uh, The biggest thing is they do like chocolate chip cookies. They're pretty good. I I like to get a chocolate chip cookie at a play.
2: Yeah. Because it's not as messy. I'd love me some chocolate chip cookies.
1: I take it Broadway theaters don't also have Dream lounger chairs.
2: Oh, no. No, they have child size chairs where you are sitting on your neighbor and amazingly uncomfortable for the whole show. That's one of the biggest. that's one of the big, the biggest criticisms of Broadway after the pandemic is that they did not use this time to make the experience more comfortable. So, yeah. Yeah. And at least my the
0: couple of Broadway shows I went to, like, even like accessibility or stuff like that, like, these are all theaters that were built by, by the fact that they are in the part of Manhattan that they are. They're all 100 years old, at least. And you know, like they're just shoehorned into spots that should hardly, barely. Like I was amazed. The theater that has Hamilton is just—it's only like a mid-sized one compared to what's available on Broadway. And so, like, it's the most popular show, and they've got everybody in there like sardines. It's—it's it's not fun. Cool. that, that sounds come. No,
1: thank you. I was just gonna say that sounds real awesome for claustrophobia. You know,
2: I don't. I don't oh, know no, it's awful like inevitably it is incredibly uncomfortable it just... I'll go to
1: a, I'll go to a show if it's like at 25 percent capacity how about that
2: yeah I got lucky like I said the one I went to this week my friend had a ticket and she couldn't go at the last minute and we couldn't find anybody to take it so I was like I have an empty seat next to me Hell yeah and then nobody sat on the other side I don't know what happened to them so I was just like like I felt bad because people around me were like Talking about how uncomfortable they were, and I'm like, ah,
1: I've got all this space. That the best thing to happen to me in my life, other than getting married, because Kelsey's probably watching life, is <laughs> uh, it's coming. It is coming home from Las Vegas on Spirit Airlines, a red eye flight, slightly drunk, hungover. You know that time in the middle. And I show up and there's not a single person in my row. Yeah. Uh-huh. And that was the best thing ever. I just laid down sideways and slept the whole way. So, Adam, we've,
0: we've missed the worst part though of the Broadway, which is there's an intermission and everyone wants to pee at intermission.
1: And so uh, they like, cross your knees and it's like, and, oh, I'll just stand up. And
0: you're in these tiny theaters. I mean, even in a nicer theater, you know, there's one toilet stall for every six people that wants to pee. And so it's a mass exodus. You're going to get trampled and it's going to take forever. And you're trying to rush to make sure you don't miss the beginning of the second act. It's just,
1: it's not fun.
2: Just don't do it. Don't get you that guys, cup of wine. Don't I agree.
1: Do, I do it. It was an uphill battle for me to go to a Broadway show the way it was. <laughs> Now it's I mean the popcorn, maybe I'll be that guy because I'm from Iowa and everyone can just be like, hey, don't worry about it. He's from Iowa. Um but I don't I don't know. Hades town, I just really want to see Hades Town. That's hate, about
2: it. the Hades Town Theater, I remember being more comfortable. Um, yeah. like they're all different theaters. I mean, so some of them are sure. more comfortable than others. Um but yeah. Let Hell me ask yeah. this. Let me ask
0: this one more thing before we wrap. So, I mean this. This movie is supposed to set us up for Kang, Kang Dynasty. I mean, we're in the Kang multiverse saga. Does it make you nervous for what's to come, or do you think they'll course correct, or like, what do you feel about our trajectory going forward
1: into someday Avenger movies? I feel really good because I think. I mean, they're going to pull out all the stops for Secret Wars. I think secret wars is going to be what people thought dr strange 2 was going to be you know and i know it's the expectations talk and all that stuff but secret wars is the place because kang has killed plenty of avengers and we know avengers are everywhere um so i think uh i mean my expectations are great the next movie uh out from the mcu is one of my most anticipated ever in guardians 3 and um Everyone says Marvel's 2's probably going to be awesome. So, or the Marvel's. Um,
2: we didn't talk about that poster, and I really love that poster. That's a oh. good poster.
1: It's a really good poster. Yeah, yeah, the delay, too. Did we talk about the delay?
2: Uh, um, we talked about a little bit last time, because we talked
0: about how, talked about whether, you know, people blaming the VFX and you were. Oh, right, yeah, right,
1: right.
0: But, but also that, like, the trailer for Haunted Mansion came out this week. And I I really think think you can't disconnect that I think they're feeling themselves on haunted mansion. And so they wanted to give that a better release date. And so the marvels is deeply connected to that, you know, like instead of putting out haunted mansion in August marvels in July, and then cutting into both of them, they just decided to give their own, you know, their IP some space because I think they're feeling pretty good about haunted mansion. I thought it looked pretty good. So. I
2: have to check it out still. It was, I haven't uh, seen it. Yeah, I but the best comment was like, Oh, they do know how to do different posters and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. It wasn't just all the
0: faces photoshopped, like the main hero, and then the lesser heroes yeah. in a diagonal line. Oh,
1: know? that'll that'll be the final poster. At least the teaser. The teasers are always usually pretty good. Like the
2: um yeah, the One. Marvel's poster. I, I like what they did with it. I'm still hopeful for this movie. Same. Did
0: the um, Loki
2: teaser do anything for you guys at Quantumania? I mean, it did nothing for me except for reminded me that Loki is a thing that's happening.
1: Right.
2: I was. I thought it was interesting.
0: I mean, you know, as their opening night. With the Marvel crowd, when people saw Tom Hiddleston, there was still like, I don't know, there was some, like, delight in the room. Like, people were like, ooh, you know, like, I don't know, people still love themselves some Tom Hiddleston, so.
2: Well, but, I mean, at this point, I think I'm just sort of like, what's new? Or, you know, like, surprise me, like, I I think it's what you were saying, Caleb, of there being a twist or something. Like, uh, it is Always pleasant to see Tom Hiddleston on the screen, sure. But it added nothing to the MCU as a whole. So it sure it was a thing that happens. I always like seeing Tom Hiddleston, but Okay. Like we've seen a whole season of Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. When uh When's Born Against Star Filming. Monday!
1: Hey. are you going I hear
2: to... sources say i mean are, who knows are,
1: are, are you gonna go set track or anything
2: not where they're filming monday
1: <laughs> rihanna would
2: not you stay, that like, i uh... know anything is that because <laughs> would you uh, say that like, as far as
0: local... as far as you can tell is the uh show in good shape
2: yes yeah <laughs> okay as far as i can tell <laughs> I um so I saw Charlie yesterday. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> um, gave him my best wishes, and he said thank you to everybody for save Daredevil. And um, I-, I actually legitimately, somebody else was there when this happened, and he sent a message to save Daredevil, and then I didn't like write it down or like send it to anybody at the time. And an hour later, I was like, crap, what was Charlie's message? And neither of us could remember. So I started to just make something up. Um, But, yeah. um, You didn't hear it from me, but things are, I think things are going to go well, as much as I know. I don't know anything, you guys. I don't know anything. (laughs) I know that Charlie is in town and that there is filming on Monday.
0: Well, I forgot to mention that there was that vague tweet from Alacqua Cox, something about I can't wait till October. About October? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, that would make some sense to me. If they still want to put out Daredevil sometime in 2024, the idea that they would, you know, push Echo to sometime this fall would seem to, I mean, we keep hearing like, oh, they want to slow down and oh, we're only going to get two shows this year, but at some point, I don't know. You got to get some of the trains out of the station so you can fill up the next ones.
2: Yeah. And I mean, we don't need to slow down if we're going to get Ant-Man, Quantumania type shows. We need to slow down if we're going to get some like good stuff that people want to sit with. Um, which I guess that's a chicken and egg situation. If they slow down, will they start giving us stuff that we want to sit with? Um, or. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But yes, I hope Echo comes in October. I really want to see that show. Alright, thanks for listening to the show, guys. Thanks for your support on Patreon. It's patreon.com
0: slash Marvel News Desk. Um, we will be back. I'm hoping we'll have a trailer for Secret Invasion someday. I mean, that show has has to eventually come out, and even if it doesn't come out to the beginning of May, it'll be due for a trailer here in two or three weeks, I would think. So Um, but we will be back with you sometime soon. Talk to you later, guys.